0: If you're thankful to be in his house today because you know he's good, just come on somebody. Throw up a clap emoji. Throw up some kind of emoji. It's going to be nice when I don't have to say throw up an emoji every time we have church, you know? Because we can hear the praises. The praises draws the spirit. As the praises go up, heaven comes down. And when we take away the audible of God, we lose something. I'm not saying it's no good, but it's not the same. And we are going to be back to the way it was meant to be together in two more weeks. But who's counting? Who's counting? Next week, we're here. The week after, we're moving back to the theater. July 12th, we're back to the theater, and we're going to worship together. You may be seated in God's presence today apologize. I didn't sleep a lot last night. I'm a little wired. <laughs> My son Caleb's in the audience today watching with the dolls. Let's see who we got. We got three cats. I'm allergic, so they're still welcome, but I am allergic to them. We've got Tiggy. We've got, what is that thing? A koala koala bear we've got a bird who knew they could all mingle together you see all different walks of life can mingle together just like the animals can mingle together God's people can mingle together because we are all meant to be together no matter what you look like what your background is where you come from what states you're from what country you're from it doesn't matter we are all God's children and then we got Caleb in there too he's a he's a giraffe we call him a giraffe no anyway I want to give you my passage this morning Romans chapter five, it's five verses. But don't worry, I got some more scripture than normal for today, later. Can I give you the word today? Are you ready to handle the word today? It's gonna, be, it's gonna be God's word. Like, isn't that funny when pastors say that? Does that mean other sermons weren't? No, it just means this one's gonna really be all out in your face. I hope you're ready. Hold on to your seat. Romans chapter five, verse one through five. Paul says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have the peace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access, touch your neighbor, tell him we have access by faith, faith is the doorway, grace is the doorway, faith walks through it, we have access by faith into the grace which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, we rejoice in hope because of grace, grace, excuse me, our faith Walks through the door. Verse three, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character hope he's saying it's good for you it makes you better even though it's not comfortable at first it makes you better so does broccoli it's not good at first but it makes you better so is kale some say it's not good at first and it's not good later but it makes you better it's actually never good but it makes you better is the point verse 5 now hope doesn't disappoint look at your neighbor and tell him hope does not disappoint. It's not hope's fault that it feels like a failure because the love of God has been poured out. God moves. The spirit moved. It's been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which was given to us. Paul is talking to the saved church. This is act, after the birth of the church in Acts. This is after the outpouring on the day of Pentecost. This is after the infilling was first revealed on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, Acts 2 verse 238. When they, Peter said, what must we do? They asked, what must we do? And he said, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall refi- receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about that. This is after. Now they know. And so he's saying, you have been endued with the gift. So you have access to this grace that before you didn't have access to. Does anybody remember um, like the kids in the neighborhood that had the subwoofers in the car and they could be so far away, but when you're inside your house, Michelle, you know what I'm saying? You, you could be in camera, you know what I'm saying? You could be inside your house, you hear, boo, 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 boo. and if they're really good ones like mine, you hear, boom, shake, 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 windows shaking, boo-boo, shake, 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 windows shaking. That means they were junk, just so you know. Not good sub qualities, not, not them poke audios, but something like the Kmart special like I had. But sound waves, I was thinking of like these sound waves, how you can't hear anything in the car except these sound waves that are. Boo, it's because if I can give you a little physics lesson here, and I flunked physics just so you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my physics lesson here on sound though, because I'd have dabbled with sound. Sound waves are 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 waves and, and the, the the deeper the pitch, the longer the wave. And so the reason you hear the deep boo boo and you don't hear the whatever else is going on in the car, it's because those sound waves are short enough that they're dissipated before they get to your ears. And so the low sub. Sound waves they travel out of the car miles. I mean when you think when you think little Jimmy is, is cranking his subs, three houses down, he's actually on the freeway maybe he's far away. It's because the sound waves, are longer when they're deeper. And so when you're in like a a recording studio or you're in a a movie theater, you see all over the walls, you see these panels, they're dampening panels. They absorb and scatter the sound. You see, the sound never dies. But what happens is when you can scatter the frequency enough, you can dissipate it down below the uh, human's ear ability to hear it any longer so we call it diffusing in the recording world we call it these diffusing panels and you see these panels on the wall and they're all staggered looking weird it's because when the sound wave hits it it scatters it into pieces and once it hits into these little pieces and is scattered it's no longer uh, harmful to you in the sound of audible penetration you can't hear it any longer it's dissipated down to so small such an atom that you can't even hear it it's gone it's nothing It's like dust at that point. It's scattered. The sound isn't removed. It's just scattered. It's diffused by breaking the sound wave into pieces to where it no longer is affecting you. And so I was just thinking, you know, because I I think weird. And this this is what makes creative illustrations is weirdness. Remember, weirdness is not a bad thing. Uh, you know, we church people like to call struggles seasons. Well, I'm just in a, in a season of despair. I'm in a season. It sounds better. You know, it sounds better. The reality is, though, is seasons of tribulation in life are going to happen. They are inevitable. And there will never be a perfect season. Perfect season, but rather obstacles that continue to come with everyday life. Some good, some bad. You're like, well, I'm in a, I'm in a good season right now. What's a good season? Maybe, maybe it's a bad season because you're not growing. You're in a comfortable season, you mean, but maybe you need to be in a good season, which means sometimes you've got to test the faith. You know, you've got to steep the teeth, stir the teeth. We talked about faith, testing your faith, walk through the door. Grace, grace is the doorway, faith walks through it, on and on. And so how do we keep our head focused, though, when we get in these seasons and keep our head focused on the prize when the season becomes so heavy, our hope is starting to feel obsolete? That's non-existent. When something becomes obsolete to you, it doesn't even exist anymore. It's not far away. You're not going to eventually find it. It no longer exists. And God forbid you get to a point where your hope no longer exists to you because that's the devil's lie. The hope, will, hope in Christ will never be obsolete. It's just how we feel about it. It can feel obsolete if the weight gets too heavy, if the storm gets too thick, if the waves are too boisterous. We're not seeing the rainbow we've been expecting. I'm in my word, I pray, I go to church and we'll never be able to eliminate the attacks of the enemy fully but we do have a way to mitigate the penetration into manageable pieces that we can scatter into nothing as we take applicable steps of faith by the power of God in our lives. Despair, touch your neighbor, tell them, despair is a place you can go if you choose to. My title today is Diffusing Despair. Diffusing Despair. We're diffusing the penetration of despair, coming at us like an arrow into many pieces to where it's manageable and no longer a thing. It's nothing but a thing. The only way you can conquer despair is to diffuse it. The only way you can conquer despair is to diffuse it. Scatter it. You can't grab it by its neck and throw it out in one, one gesture. You have to scatter it into pieces. Otherwise it's not manageable. Otherwise it takes you to a place where you say my hope has become obsolete. It becomes too heavy. You can't handle the weight. You need to break it up into smaller pieces. And that's how you diffuse it. So that's what we have to do. And it's really hard to do that when you're in the middle of the storm and you're sitting in the ocean and there's no lights and the wind is hitting you in the face and the waves are slapping you in the face and you're coming from all different directions. It's hard to figure out what to do when you're in the middle of it. It's hard to focus on how to apply God's word when you're in the middle of it. And Paul says we have the peace of God and we should be full of joy, but I can't find my peace when I'm in the middle of this storm. I start reaching this point of despair, hopelessness, feeling like it's not even there for me. It's not gonna happen. I start telling myself the worst things, the lies of the enemy, that, that I start telling myself the anti God things, the, the lies of the enemy, the things that are anti Bible. I start preaching to myself horrible things because I've reached this level of despair in my storm. I'm close in my word. I'm studying my word. I'm I'm doing all the things that I should be doing, but the soil is not rooting. Nothing is rooting. And the problem is getting so great in my mind that I can't remember the simplicity of God's love because my mind has become foggy, cloudy. I'm I'm a mess. I'm a hot mess. I'm numb to sensitivity. I'm numb to the sensitivity of God's wisdom. I'm numb to discerning what is logical, what isn't. I'm numb to anything that is right or wrong anymore because I am numb because I've hit a point of despair, kind of like Job. Like, I'm on my knees. Like, that's despair. That's, that's the bottom. That's the bottom. And it's hard to find hope in the middle of a storm. It's hard to find peace in the middle of that kind of storm. And despair becomes a prison of self-isolation where you start feeling distant from all. Let me all tell you, the, the, the worst thing you can do when you feel that way is be alone and distance yourself. The enemy loves nothing more than for you to isolate your thoughts by yourself so he can keep feeding you lies and you can keep pondering them in circles you need community you need someone to tell you hey that's not true that's not God's way that's 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 false you don't need to think like that you are highly favored you have value Jesus loves you he died for you personally on and on there's so many things and we need people around us to keep us strong in those seasons because that isolation is when the despair is magnified that sound wave is magnified, and we we don't know how to diffuse it. But the only way to conquer despair is to diffuse it, and we forget about it in the storm. What do we do? It's a perspective thing. No matter how bad it gets, you have to change your perspective on the situation. And remember, it could be worse I have air to breathe there is hope even if I'm dead in my, my flesh I have eternal glory with the father in his kingdom so you have to learn to operate in parallel with your tribulations with your storms you can be in a storm but not be affected by it if you're in the right place in your storm you have to operate in parallel some call it a problem some call it an opportunity you have to operate in parallel You'll never have a problem-free life. If you're waiting for that, it's not going to happen. You're going to be left feeling disappointed because your perspective is telling you one thing that's not realistic to life. And God has a way for you to manage these situations, but it's about changing your perspective that you have to learn to operate in parallel. I mean, I mean y'all know what I'm saying? When the job's good, there's a problem at home. When 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 it's going good with with marriage, then my kids got uh, need Braces or something. Just kidding, Caleb. You know when there's when there's a problem. uh, When when everything's good at home, then there's a problem with the job. Or when when there's when everything's going good there, then there's a family feud with a distant relative. Like there's always something. There's always going to be tribulation in your journey inside and outside of the kingdom and more so when you're in the kingdom because the devil don't like leaders for Jesus. He wants people to hide behind the curtain and when you step out for the glory of God and and, and announce your dedication to his ministry to the world as a follower, baptized, I immerse fully. I die fully to myself and I now follow Jesus. I am baptized in the name of Jesus because that's who I follow and when I declare who I'm following, I'm going to be attacked. Yeah, for sure. So you have to learn how to operate in parallel and get used to to the tribulations and know how to manage them it's a perspective thing it's an opportunity to be better it's an opportunity if you look through all the bible all the good things that happened to all the different people in the bible it was through tribulation it was through trial that god brought revelation it wasn't when they were at starbucks just chilling on the couch all day I'm not saying that's not fun and relaxing. We should do it. I should do that more often. If they're so busy all the time, I, I go, and not the corona thing, they're probably closed. We can't go sit on the couch at the coffee shop. But what I'm saying is you need a little testing once in a while if you want to get sharper and know how to deal a little better. Your stress levels will go down. Your cortisol, cortisol levels will go down the next time you face that storm because you've learned how to operate and maneuver the tribulations in parallel because you're used to dealing with them because they're never going to go away. Tribulations create turning points. The tribulation creates a pivot in our mind. It creates, sometimes by force, us to have to look at something differently than we did before. We're we're no longer allowed a second way to just allow it to happen. Now we have to make a choice. I have to deal with this. And by that, God can pivot your focus into a new way that you didn't see before. No test, no turn. It's a pivot point the tribulation. And remember that verse 2 says we have access to the supply of grace. It says, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice of the glory of God. But what do we do? We forget what we have access or provision to, our supply. We forget that the supply is sitting there. God's grace is enough. God's grace is enough sufficient and so what are we to do when we are in the storm how do we operate in parallel we got to bring in God's grace to the situation we can't let our personal judgment magnify a solution that's not godly we have to go back to God's grace and let that make our decisions for us it's a never-ending supply that God promised we'd have access to perseverance happens in parallel you want to get better Fight your battle. As you fight your battle, you persevere. You build character. You build uh, good work ethic. You build discipline. You build knowledge. You build wisdom. You build experience. The best way to remember how to handle something is when you've gone through it. It's a hard thing as a pastor to, to console somebody to something I have not gone through. So I've learned over time to not always try to force feed somebody an answer when I don't really know how they always feel. I just try to listen and be there for them and and let them know I love them. And that experience they've gone through becomes a testimony of theirs because now they can witness firsthand what somebody else is going through. Now they become a minister to that person who went through that trial, that storm. They know how to help them diffuse their storm easier because they have been there. And that's what we all carry as gifts of the children of God. God uses our tribulations to help the next person as the body of Christ. And if we wait for the perfect time, again, to seek God's perfect peace of grace, verse 2, we'll never find it. Because the waves never stop, the tribulations never stop. We have to learn to operate in parallel. When we're at the lake, we have a dock. And I don't know if it's like a water thing. I think lightning follows waters. Sorry, I'm not like, I didn't do good in school. Like I know they follow the river and the storms, all that and all that thing. And Michelle can tell me later because she's really good at like history and geography and all that. And, and it seems like it rains a lot, but it's just for a short period. And sometimes we get tumultuous. Yeah, that's a big word for me. I know it is big. I don't usually say that on Sunday mornings. I almost said it wrong. We get these boisterous winds and storms. But what we like to do, and it's actually very peaceful, is we sit under the roof of the dock, and everything around us is, you know, you can see some water white capping, and it's like, sounds like, sounds like machine gun on the metal roof of the dock, And, and we're sitting there in the middle, and it's actually therapeutic, almost makes you want to take a nap. So here we are in the middle of this horrible storm, but we've positioned ourselves in a place to remain in peace. In fact, our peace is now fed by the storm that's around us. We're no longer affected by the water and the storm because we are in a place of peace in the middle of it. We know how to manage our distance from the storm. We're operating in parallel with the storm. We're operating in parallel so we can diffuse despair. The only way to conquer it is to diffuse it. And that's how you do it, is you start operating in parallel. You learn how to keep your distance from the trials so that when the trials are there, you can manage them balanced. People get disappointed a lot in hope. Like I said, hope can become a feeling of being obsolete. But we have to remember, church, that hope doesn't disappoint. Hope doesn't disappoint. Doubt creates disappointment. So when you feel disappointment, it's, it's doubt stirring in your mind. And, and and things don't always go your way. Things happen. People do things. And you're like, man, I never thought people would do that. I never thought they would even think those things about me, let alone tell someone else that. I never thought they would say those words. You start losing hope in people. But hope is not what disappoints. It's doubt that disappoints. And so we can't let our seasons of despair create a false hope that's never there because the hope never stops. The hope never dies. Faith, hope, and love, it never dies. Christ, the promise of Christ's love to us, it never dies. Our hope is in Christ and it's, it's eternal. So don't let the enemy take away your hope. It's not hope's fault. It's the enemy messing with you. It's a good thing. Get in parallel. Operate in parallel you'll start seeing clearer how to manage the tribulation. That's what the season does, the season. That's what the problem does, the battle. It's real, there's a lot of good buzzwords in sermon preaching. The battle, the season, the storm, the fight, it's all the same thing. It's a challenge to your spirit on how you're going to handle it this time. You've seen it before now. How are you going to handle it this time? It will make you into something new. It will shape you into a new creation, a new character. And the Bible gives us weapons to defeat these storms. The Bible gives us weapons to diffuse. Not only can we do it with practical steps of operating in parallel, but we need a Holy Spirit-powered power. Spirit-powered power. You know what I'm saying. We need the power of the spirit to do more. We need supernatural intervention to do more. Anybody have uh, essential oils? Anybody? Nalani, keep some essential oils. Like you know, Michelle. She just looks at me like you already know that I have them because they're next to your bed at night because I keep you germ-free. With the what is it? What is it by the bed? Thieves oil. Thieves. Not like that kind of thief. I don't know why they call it that. Not like stealing. Like make you better. It's all good. Smells nice. Makes the air clean. Some of y'all have essential oils. I know most of you do. And what, why do we put out essential oils? Because it smells good? Well, yeah. But no, there's a deeper thing that happens with the oils that come out. The oil of itself has no power until it's diffused into the air. It mitigates and gets rid of bacteria that would otherwise be trying to attack us like the enemy's lies. It's like the bacteria in our spiritual warfare trying to attack us. And God says, you need to diffuse it with the oil of the spirit that I want to put in you so you can diffuse it out of you and conquer the bacteria of the enemy's lies. You need more power. You need more power. Oh, I'm about to give it to you. Let's go to Romans chapter 15. Chapter 12 through 13. This is Paul quoting Isaiah. And again Isaiah says there shall be a root of Jesse and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles in him the Gentiles shall hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power Of the Holy Spirit. King James, by the power of the Holy Ghost. By by the old church folk, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you, you gotta slur the end. That's just the way you say it. It's all the same thing. It's the Spirit of God. He says, He says, He says, by the power of the Holy Spirit. God's spirit in us. When when we became new, his spirit infiltrated us and we become one with him because we extended his arms and feet because his spirit has become one with us. We now share the DNA. It says, you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, says, therefore be exalted to the right hand of God in having received from the father the promise of the holy spirit he poured out this which you now see and hear how many know that god does something when he moves he just doesn't snap his fingers and you don't see nothing happening something happens so you know that it happened how else would you know god has transformed your life for all eternity if nothing happened he says he poured out. That's a that's a motion. He poured it out. He poured it into you. He. Pu- I'm about to preach like this. I'm going to turn into TD right now. He poured out this, which you now see and hear. They saw and they heard something in Acts. Go read it. It's the Bible, people. Acts 10, verse 44 through 46. Now Peter is getting ready to speak to the Gentiles because he thought the Gentiles, non-Jew, was not too good to have the word of God. He thought it was for the Jews only, but God gave Peter the vision on the roof to go preach at Cornelius's house the Italian man and says this Italian wants to be saved too what shall we do and he says while Peter was still speaking these words the holy spirit fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision. The Jews who believed were astonished as many came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. They're going, what happened to us on the day of Pentecost has now happened to the Gentiles. It says, for they heard, everybody say it, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God, they saw, they heard, God moves. Well, that's really weird. Yeah, it is weird. How, do you know, how many of you know that God is weird? Maybe we should get a little weird, church, because when God does something weird, miracles happen. Come on, somebody. Give me some praise for that. That's the Bible. I've heard that. That's weird. Yeah, I've heard it too in the Bible. That's what we came to preach. We came to preach the word and not water it down. You need the power in the infilling of the spirit so that you can then let it out to diffuse the despair the enemy is trying to attack you with. We've gotten into PC Christianity. Everything has got to be politically correct. We can only talk about certain things. But I said, when we start this church, we can't hide from God's word. We need to get let people know where the power is really at. And the power is through the infilling of his spirit. Amen? I can hear you praising right now. If I can get fired up in here with nobody, I can't imagine what it'd be like on July 12th. Pull out the old preacher in me. You got to pour it out. That's the oil that's been put in you. Now you got to pour it out. The oil has no power unless you let it out. The oil in the diffuser has no effect on the bacteria coming at you unless you diffuse it out into the air. Oh, this is going to get really good. See, what comes in must come out. You need supernatural power to diffuse a supernatural attack from the devil. You can't defeat the devil with your senses. You need a spirit to fight a spirit. The Bible says there's good and bad spirits. You know the demons that in Legion that heckled Jesus and and tormented Legion? he says we are many and they even said we know who you are we know you are the christ see they believed also but they didn't follow christ and so jesus says get out of that man go into the swine and we know what they did they went off the cliff the bible says try the spirits that you may know are they of god or not there is all kinds of spiritual warfare happening in this world and we are just in it but there's more than what meets the fleshy eyes there's more than what meets The fleshly ears. Jesus said, if I'm paraphrasing, if they could just see and hear with the spiritual eyes and ears that I have given to them. That is when the revelation happens. That's when faith of a mustard seed. Really does move mountains, which is weird, by the way. It's really weird that any type of mustard seed or anything could move a mountain. It's really weird that Jonah was in a belly that God put there on purpose to spare the man who was trying to end his life. Now I'm just jumping all around. It's really weird that that God, you know, God was in a burning bush. It's really weird that there was three men burning in a fire that God spared and Christ was in the center. It's really weird that God does these things, but he has to elevate our understanding beyond our senses for us to have the true revelation of who Jesus Christ is. God called me to fight with the Holy Ghost, and it's a gift. He says, remember my oil I put in you because it was meant to be poured out. And it poured out on them. And they heard and they saw and it fell upon them. And even Simon the sorcerer accused them. What is that? He said, this is that. Joel 2.28, this is that. It's all been spoken by by the prophets. It was all going down according to God's words. And the only way to defuse despair, excuse me, conquer it, is to Diffuse it by the power of the Spirit in you to come out and knock the devil on his head. If you can stand with me this morning. It's funny, I was talking about the sound waves. Because we said, what does the diffuser do? It scatters penetration of the sound wave what did the bible say the apostles did when they went into the world and do the great commission after jesus died and rose again they said they were scattered among the region see church we are by the spirit pieces of the power to be scattered against the lies of the world to go into the world scattered as pieces to diffuse the world's lies as the body. How cool is that? How awesome is that? We are pieces of the power of God scattered as one to conquer one goal, and that's to get people to his kingdom. And if you're standing with me, I I thank you because I know it's weird. Hey, it's weird. We're preaching to a camera, people. Hey, it's weird. What we done 20 years ago with no cameras. I guess we'll be finding a tent somewhere out in the park because we had no other option. And it's got to come out one way or another, whether it's in the camera or not, to stay sane. When you're called to the ministry, you got to let it out. So I'll be finding y'all. I'll be knocking on your door saying, hey, guys, I've got to preach a message to you. Let's go hear the word. You know, I wouldn't let it go. But some of you feel obsolete right now. You feel obsolete. You feel like there's no hope. Not like, I'm not sure. You've hit this point of despair. That's not where God wants you to be. It's a lie. There is always hope if you're breathing. There is hope. And God wants you to remember, he is in the middle of the storm no matter what. Remember in the storm when Peter walked on the water, they were scared. Jesus fell asleep and on and on. And Jesus says, I was right here in the boat, sleeping before that. And and they were scared of the storm and the peace, the grace that they had access to was right there. It was right there. And they forgot about it. Why? Because they weren't sure which way the waves were coming from. They were distracted by the by fear in their emotions. They were, they were scattered instead of operating a step back and say, wait, let's focus in parallel and remember where we are and who we have. We have Jesus. We have Jesus. Every head bowed, every hand lifted right now. If you don't have a microphone in your hand, I encourage you to lift both hands. You just do what you want to do. We don't have any rules here. We are submitting right now that God, no matter how much despair the world throws at us, we know that you are our hope and your hope never disappoints. We pray that our doubt never lets our hope be disappointed. That we know ultimately we will lose hope because we are distracted by our faith being tested and we can't bear the weight. So we need the power of your spirit to manage the load. We need the power to diffuse the penetration of the world trying to attack us and lock this anchor to my feet and put me in the bottom of the sea. And I said, no, I got the spirit of the Lord and he He may abound in all grace and truth forever. Now and in, in and forever and eternity. And so God let us not forget that you're sitting right there in the boat with us, that your grace is right there in the boat with us, and we need to grab the oil and let it out and let it out and let it out and watch the enemy's lies just disappear into pieces and we just they disappear so fine that they finally vanish and we forget about them altogether. God, let us look at these opportunities of tribulation as just that. Opportunities that you're going to draw good from it. We've already seen it. We've been in isolation. It'll be four months and two weeks. And God, we have seen so many great things happen in and outside of this church because of this isolation that you have blessed us with. So we give thanks, God, that you have made us better. And we are better than when we started as a church and as individual people. And God, we pray we walk into this week with joy knowing that no petty situation is worth holding on to To steal my joy over something this big. I'm going to remember how big your love is for me. How big and infinitely spread your grace is for me. And that no petty situation that someone did to me is going to affect my joy. And if the house of God could say, in Jesus' name, amen.